What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. The headache kicking gonna stop. It's going to start now, it's going to run through the summer, and it's hot, hot, hot in public, if you will. The headache kick is going to stop. It's going to start now, it's going to run through the summer, and it's hot. Technical difficulties happening. Just a little bit here and there. That's what we got going on tonight. What's going on with everybody? How are you? How's your Monday? How's your How's your Sunday? How's your weekend? How'd everything go for you? I'll tell you what. Things are going great here. Live at the bar in the basement, hanging out right now, drinking myself a cold beverage, and we have one humdinger of a show tonight. Did I say humdinger? I did say humdinger. Uh, I don't know why I said humdinger, because it's the only adjective I can think of. Is that is that an adjective? Humdinger? I'm not sure. Tonight's show, we have the one, the only, YouTube sensation, uh, Michael Buckley, a.k.a. Buck Hollywood, the What the Buck show on YouTube. Now everyone's asking me, Chef, how on earth is this related to food? Well, I'm going to tell you how it's related to food, because we come from a world of social media these days, uh, and food social media is a very, very, very real thing, whether it's on Instagram, whether it's on Twitter, whether it's on Facebook. Does Facebook still count as a thing? I don't know. We'll ask Buck when he gets on the, on here. But it's a very real thing. And this gentleman has taken social media to the next level. And uh, maybe he has a little insight on how it can help all of us take our social media to the next level to make our businesses better, our industry better, as well as our peers better and help ourselves as well. That's, to me, what it's all about. It's all about bettering yourself. Uh, so looking forward to talking to him tonight. My name 
excuse me, how rude could I be and not introduce myself? For God's sake, my name is Chef Bob. I am a professional chef. I am a gentleman of many hats these days, uh, but uh, currently I am a podcast host. That's my hat I'm wearing right now. You should see it. It's a big sign. It says podcast host right across my forehead on this lovely live show. I got to stop the podcast word. That's the P word. I think that I'm going to say no more P word on the show. This is not a podcast. Currently, it's a digital audio trans, a live digital audio transmission. Is that semantics? Anybody? Nah, I don't know. Fuck it, whatever. That's what it is. And so we're hanging out tonight, looking forward to talking to my man, Michael Buckley, a.k.a. Buck Hollywood, uh, from the What the Buck show. The dude even hosted, he co-hosted with Kelly Ripa. Like, that's insane. Uh, his story is great. I can't wait to talk about it uh, and to share some of the stuff with you. I met him. Uh, doing a local show here in Connecticut uh, called Cassisi Style. He was on it, uh, I was on it, and we did a segment together, and it was absolutely hysterical. And I just fell in love with the guy. I think he's great. I can't wait to have him on tonight to talk about it. Uh, so, yeah, I got a funny story for you guys. Holy cow. This past weekend, uh, I, I did a catering. Uh, it was supposed to be for 30 people, kind of Mexican food, buffet style, nothing really to write home about. Just We made some great food. It was very simple. Uh, 30 people or so. So anybody in the business knows that you're preparing probably for closer to 40. Uh, so we get, the, uh, it was taking place at a hotel in Stanford. Uh, so myself and uh, my sous chef get there and we get things set up and have it ready to rock and roll. And uh, the, the person running said event says, yeah, it actually might be a little bit less tonight. We've had some people not confirm. And we're like, okay, that's fine. You know, no big deal. Uh, so as the night progresses, uh, the event itself, uh, had a whopping total of six people, six people, and we prepared food for 40. Funny, funny story. Not my event. Just happened to be there doing the catering and the food for it, but very, very funny. Uh, it was a real estate type scenario. I don't want to get into all the details of it, but very, very funny. Uh, I felt bad for them, but they didn't seem to really care. Uh, so I wish I had a business where it didn't matter how many people showed up to my event, uh, but I guess that's what's up with this, this business. They didn't really care either. Uh, so yeah. Another great story, you guys. Uh, we are in the middle, currently, of, of, a, of a great giveaway right now from the fine people from Shoes for Cruise. Uh, they've given me uh, a few pairs of shoes to give away. And the way, way it works is like this. Uh, shoes for Cruise basically gave me promo codes uh, to use. And what that means is that if you're a winner, and I think you need some new shoes desperately, uh, you could check out, uh, I'll send you a message, a direct message via Instagram. And what it's going to be, it's going to be a promo code. Uh, and what that promo code does allows you to go to shoesforcruise.com, select any pair you want, uh, as far as my understanding of this goes, select any pair you want, and uh, you check out, use the promo code, and they'll ship them right to you. I mean, seriously, that's awesome. And we're going to do it again, too, so keep your eye on Instagram. Uh, you can follow me at Chef underscore Plum on Dim Instagrams uh, to find out how you, too, can be a winner. And, you know, I was trying to decide who's going to win. Uh, we didn't really have a chance to really push it a whole lot this past week. Uh, we're going to do a lot more with it this week, I think. But I thought that maybe, maybe I'd give away more than one pair, maybe more than one pair of shoes for everybody. So here's what we're going to do. Let's talk about a winner right now. Let's, let's, I'm going to announce a winner now, and then how about I announce a winner at the end of the show? So we'll, we'll give away two pairs of shoes. How about that? Two pairs of shoes, maybe three, maybe three pairs. But as far as the first winner – uh, for a brand new pair of awesome work kicks uh, from the fine people over at Shoes for Cruise. Uh, it's going to be my homie, Baby J, on Instagram. 
Uh, I'm going to send you a message, girl. It's Baby J on Instagram. Uh, get yourself some new shoes. I'm going to send you some information, and you can go to shoesforcruise.com, and you can pick any pair you want. So big shout-out to shoesforcruise.com. Thank you very much. Uh, and Baby J, you got yourself a brand-new pair of kicks, homie. Hope it helped you out at work. That's what's up. See, we're giving back to the community. We're trying to help out. I'm, I wish somebody would give me a new pair of shoes, but uh, that's what we're going to do. So, Baby J, you got yourself some shoes. It's going to be awesome. We're going to shoot you a message over, uh, and, and it's going to be a lot of fun. So, hopefully, uh, you get those shoes, and when you get them, post a picture of it. Tag me in it. Tag uh, Shoes for Crews on it, man, because they make some good gear over there. Uh, so, make sure you let us know what you got, what you, you know, how, how the whole transaction went for you. Uh, it should be pretty cool. I think I'm going to announce another winner. Uh, at the end of the show. We'll announce another winner for the shoes at the end of the show. So, therefore, we're giving away two pairs of shoes. How about that? Two pairs of shoes from your boy. I'm sitting down here at the bar in the basement having me a a beverage. I'm too embarrassed to tell you what I'm drinking, but it's not a delicious mixed beverage tonight. Mm -hmm. But it is popping the top on a cold one. So, tonight, we're going to talk to my man, Michael Buckley, a.k.a. Buck Hollywood. Uh, He is the dude. He is the man with the plan. Uh, over a million YouTube subscribers, uh, almost three-quarters of a million Twitter subscriber, uh, Twitter followers. It's kind of nuts, man. And uh, I'm hoping to get some insight on how to make that happen because I think that he's got some great, great insights for that. You know, hopefully we can use that to uh, further what we got going on with Edible Magazine. Uh, we had a great project we just filmed this past Thursday uh, with Edible Nutmeg Magazine where we're featuring uh, a lot of uh, local products, local farms, uh, we went, we hung out, we got some great content uh, with um, <clears throat> my friends over at Gilberti's Farm in Easton, Connecticut. Uh, they make uh, microgreens and potted plants and herbs, and dude, they just do a fantastic job. And talking about a product that's made with love, these guys are just killing it over there, um, making some amazing stuff, and, and literally uh, watching something go from seed to, to the store, and, and it's all organic, and love what they're doing. And also, we went to a uh, big shout-out to my boys over there at Black Hawk Brewing, uh, in Oxford, Connecticut. We went and hung out with those guys and saw what they were making with their beers and how they're doing it. And God, you just talk about it's just amazing you see these people who make these products and they make it with such just such care and such excitement. And the coolest thing about it is they're excited for you to see it. They're excited for you to taste it. They're excited for you to come be a part of it. So uh, a lot of fun with those cats, hanging out with them. Um, and those videos are going to be coming out very, very soon. We're so stoked about it. Uh, we got some talks going with some other people to help work with some distribution for that. We're really, it's, it's going to be awesome. And so, and hopefully this project uh, is going to continue for Edible Nutmeg through the summer, uh, but we hope to move on to some other Edible magazines as well. Ladies and gentlemen, hopefully we can get through our technical issues, but I think we're golden with that and not going to have a problem anymore. I'm going to take a quick breather. I'm going to pop the top on a cold one, and we're going to come right back here with my man, Michael Buckley, a.k.a. Buck Hollywood from the What the Buck show. That's right, What the Buck. That's what I'm talking about. You're checking out Plum Love Foods Live. My name is Chef Plum, and I'll be right back, guys. Hang tight. Oh, that's right, guys. My knife is smarter than yours. That's right, smarter. I'm talking Ergo Chef Knives. 
The unique patented shape makes it more of an extension of your hand. The curved handle of an Ergo Chef knives allows for smoother cutting and less fatigue in your hand. Listen, I use these knives every day and they are fantastic. They're my go-to knives. If I use a normal knife, like a regular Chef knife anymore, my hands start to hurt and feel achy. Trust me guys, I'm not making this up. These knives are the jam. Check them out at ErgoChef.com. That's E-R-G-O-Chef.com. And tell them Chef Plum sent you by using the promo code PLUM15OFF and get 15% off your purchase. Mike and Scott are great dudes over there, so check them out at ErgoChef.com. ProPlayerInsiders.com brings a unique behind-the-scenes look at the lives and lifestyles of the players of the National Football League with news, analysis, interviews, coverage of community events, and featured contributions from current and former NFL players and their families. Hey, and let's not forget chefs like myself are also on there. Be sure to bookmark ProPlayerInsiders.com and also find them on Facebook and on the Twitter, at PlayerInsiders. ProPlayerInsiders, the true voice of the players. Take the clothes off my back And I let you You'd steal the food right out my mouth And I'd watch you eat it I still don't know why Why I love you so much Oh You curse my One day you're here, one day you're there, one day you care, you're so unfair. Sipping from your cup till it runs over. Uh, uh, holy grail. Uh, blue told me remind you, nigga. Uh, yeah. I'm the nigga. That's uh, right, everybody. Coming back live. Man, what about, how about an easy takedown on the knob? And when you're potting it down, pot it down slowly. Don't pot it down so fast that now we look like a... Uh, not a professional operation. Listen, I couldn't think of a better song to bring in my guest at this moment uh, because uh, he has hit the pinnacle of the holy grail, just like Jay-Z said, but the holy grail of YouTube, the holy grail of social media. My man, Michael Buckley, a.k.a. Buck Hollywood, the host himself of the What the Buck Show. Brother, what's going on? Hello, how are you? What's going on? Thank you for having me. Dude, you're awesome. I appreciate you coming on. I was telling the story earlier in the open how you and I met. We were doing a uh, a, a show here in Connecticut locally. We ended up doing a segment together, and uh, it just became an entire food segment of innuendos. It was so many penis jokes. Like, the moment, <laughs> and I didn't even really talk to you before we went on camera, and, like, the first <laughs> word out of your mouth was kind of like a penis innuendo. So I'm like, oh, good, I've got this. I'll run with this. <laughs> <laughs> just to keep it simple, right? That's all it is. So I listen. Mean, it, it, it's it's funny, man. Uh, what you've done is, is unbelievable. I've been I've been cracking up laughing at your stuff all the time, man. Listening to uh, watching you on YouTube. What the how how that's that's my question. How how did that happen? Oh my God! I feel like there's a simple answer and there's a longer answer. I'll probably give you the middle of the road answer. Um, 
I was very lucky. I was right place, right time. I started making videos back in 2006 when YouTube was like a baby. You know, YouTube started in 2005. And um, I started doing a public access show in Wallingford, Connecticut, just to kind of practice being on TV um, because I just wanted to be on TV someday. And I didn't even know what the Internet was, really. I didn't have high-speed Internet. Um, And then my cousin started putting the clips on YouTube in the summer of 2006. And, I mean, it was hilarious. It was such a different time. If you told someone back in 2006 you were posting videos on the Internet, they would say, are you doing porn? Why would you do that? That seems weird. And it was funny, too. I always tell people, I would make a video, and I would get, like, eight comments, and six of them would be, like, die, fag, you suck, go choke on a dick. So I made, like, an account called Buckfan Number 1, and I wrote, you're funny. Keep making videos. Good job. Um, like I was my own biggest fan. Yep. Ah. And um, and then in the summer of 2007, um, YouTube invited me into their partnership program, which is what you share revenue on. And I mean, most people are like, how do you make a living on YouTube? Um, basically, the ads that run on the videos are also YouTube-branded sponsored content. But it was so funny because back in 2007, the only ads that were on YouTube were like banner ads that like you see on the top of like websites. So I remember like one month I had like a couple million views and I got a check for like $100. And I remember thinking, well, this is adorable, but I'm never going to make any money doing this. And then I read The Secret in November of 2007 and I visualized checks coming in the mail, which is true. And then in December (laughs) of 2007, YouTube started changing the ads, which are the ads that run in the video. And suddenly I was making much more money than I was making at my day job. And so on September 12, 2008, I quit my day job and I've been a full-time YouTuber ever since the end. Man, actually, you, you've got that story down pat, to be honest with you. That's perfect. But yeah. you actually have but taken... But again, it's YouTube. right place, right time. If I started now at this age with the content I'm doing, it would be very difficult to kind of catch on. So I'm kind of lucky that I've been doing it for so long. It's uh, I'm very fortunate. And I'm also glad in a way that I started, you know, when I, I started at age 30. So when I, I would get those comments, and it's not like, if you're like 15 or 16, I imagine if somebody wrote mean things to you, you'd like go in your room and cry and be like, ooh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dude, it's so funny how the internet toughens everybody's skin. I mean, I can't tell you enough how many times I get, you know, some, some heat on, on Twitter or on Instagram or just even for things, you know, shows. And no matter what happens, th- those guys are going to be there. Like, they're just people, like, you know, who are just going to be there to say stupid shit. You know, but I think, to me, uh, having the internet is what makes you stronger, especially as a performer, which no doubt you definitely are. Absolutely. You have a, you have a very thick skin. And I remember like two years into doing this, someone asked me a question and I said, well, I don't let the praise go to my head and I don't let the hate go to my heart. Cause you imagine someone writes something to you like, you're so funny. It's not like I'm sitting at home thinking, Oh my God, I'm so funny. Or you're good looking. Oh, I'm so good looking. Like again, I, I got into this as a fully formed adult with a fully formed opinion of myself. So I wasn't necessarily that worried. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. About what people were saying about me. Um, it's nice when they say, and I got, honestly got an email today from a blind man who wrote just a very nice email to me. And it made me a little teary-eyed. So, I mean, it definitely did improve my day. It didn't make me think much oh. better of myself. But it made me think, oh, I'm glad I do this. Because I do, you know, I love that he's blind, too. So, he has no idea how um, fucking great-looking I am. Too funny, man. That's too funny. You Nobody know, left a comment the other day how, how they couldn't watch my videos because my voice was so faggy and terrible. So, I wrote oh. back and I wrote, you know, I said, you know what? I'm actually pretty good looking, so next time come back and just mute the volume and just I don't, just look at me for two minutes. <laughs> I'm not even good looking, really. I just like to tell them like, oh, I thought, you know, he's good. I always write back to people funny little things and I like retweet it and be like, you know, I'll put, go ahead and try and come at me and I'll put you in your place, bitch. <laughs> That's one of the things I was going to point out to you. You actually are really good about getting back to people, whether it's on social media or even people commenting on your videos. You'll comment back to them. It's important, I, especially as a YouTuber. Like you get, I remember giving a speech in the UK to like the BBC and all these professional channels on YouTube, and they had no idea what YouTube was. And I said to them, I said, if you guys are dumping content, which is my term, dumping content, you know, people on YouTube they really want that personal connection. So if they think you're just posting a video and you're not going to look at the comments and you're not going to care, they're not going to be as into it. Whereas they really want to think, oh, we're engaged, and it's very. That's why people like YouTubers is because they do feel like they know us and it's a much more personal connection than when you're, you know, on TV or traditional media. Man, that's really interesting because I've, I've never actually thought about, you know, commenting back to people or something like that. You know, I, I posted very like few two or three. YouTube. Thanks for watching. Glad to know. <laughs> like I, I got criticized yesterday because I made a video and I talked about the whole cash or free cash thing. Are you following that at all? It's very uh, dramatic. I totally, was, I totally watched the video. It was hysterical. Thank you. But... A lot, like at least five comments on Facebook said something to the effect of, oh, that was insensitive. I wish that you had gone into it in more detail and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay. So, I mean, I made a video today. And that's the thing, too, that my content has changed a lot since the beginning. Whereas, I mean, in 2006 to probably 2012, I gave such zero fucks. Like, I was so freewheeling and whatever. And then my audience is largely, you know, teenage girls. And these teenagers these days are so sensitive and they're so, you know, I want to say that many of them are growing up humorless because they're just so troubled by the world. And we have like, you know, there's no, I don't know, no bullying and no everyone's, it's lovely and all that. It's a difficult time to be a comedian though in some ways because, you know, everyone is so offended all the time. No doubt. And I kind of, listen, I think there's a spot for bullies in the world. Bullies are the people who make you stronger, who make you want to do better in the world. And, you know, bullies are the people who end up working for you, uh, the people that they picked on in the end. So I think it's a good thing to have bullies, you know, I don't know, to a degree. But as long as you got friends yeah. to back you up on it, I don't know. That, that's my opinion. I, the world is so censored these days, and we live in such a PC world, it kind of drives me nuts. You and I are pretty similar in age, and I mean, hell, we didn't have any of that growing up. Look, you know? No, and look at you, you've got over no. a million viewers on YouTube. I mean... <laughs> and I mean, I think it's good for these kids nowadays who are, you know, it's a much better time for, you know, gay kids and trans kids and to come out right. because it's a much safer environment than when I was a kid. So I'm really happy that they have that. But also, I have such a thick skin now, so I'm grateful for that thick skin. Whereas nowadays, the kids grow up, you know, everybody gets a trophy and you participated. And it's like, oh, I didn't grow up in that world. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy um, talk. You're right, man. You're so I, right. 
so some of the other fun stuff you get to do because of this, I mean, you spend a lot of time doing like local TV shows and, and shows. Do you do shows other places too, like in other states? I have another friend of mine named Josh who goes to all these different shows across the country, the morning shows and whatnot. And, you know, it, it, it's part of them, you know, for a day or something like that. Do you do stuff like that as well? Sometimes. I mean, I will tell you, as someone who, uh, my first like five or so years on YouTube, I never wanted to leave the house. I was very much like a recluse. I was a shut-in. I would go to like VidCon once a year and I'd meet like fans and I would like smile and stuff. But I was so, I don't know, how, it's weird that uh, when you give so much like on camera, like there's something, I, I remember my first couple of years of doing this, I really didn't want to do much of anything. I turned down so many opportunities that now I'm like, oh, I wish I had said yes to that. And now for the last like two or three years, I say yes to anything because I enjoy, you know, leaving the house and interacting and I'm, I'm much less in my head than I used to be. Um, oh, I should have yeah. got you to come so, out I mean, then. I should have got you to come over. Well, no, no. But I, it's interesting. <laughs> There's something about it. There's something about when you do it, like, and you don't leave your house, and I've got, like, this green screen, and you become very much, I don't know, and you're connected with people on the Internet. Like, I remember part of it when I started on YouTube was I didn't have many friends in real life. Like, I had a husband at the time. I'm divorced now. Hit me up, hey! Um, <laughs> but, um, no, I actually have a date. He's downstairs in the living room. We can bring him on and say hi. He's really nice. Are you um, Really? Yeah, he's downstairs. Should we bring him on the show? Ask how how it's going. <laughs> it's, a, it's a Monday night. Wow, you were quick. I I heard about the I, date you talked about on the video, the Kesha video. You said you had a date. Now this is the same guy. Like I have talking like three. Like... I hate. I'm not a dater either. I'm not someone who I enjoy. You know, come over, let's have a walking good time, and then leave my house. That's you know that's that's a, that's a, a cute way of saying sex. But no, I've actually I, w- I went on like two <laughs> dates like this past weekend and. One was weird, one was great, and then this is the the guy from Saturday, and he's back, and it is lovely. I'm not looking for a boyfriend, though. I mean, I was married for 14 years, so I'm definitely, I'm in the market to date multiple people. (laughs) See, I kind of hate you. I'm married and have three kids and barely have the will to live anymore, so. uh, Oh, no. I'm just kidding. Say say three nice things about your wife. She's listening. Are you kidding me? My wife, listen. I, I go. I've been on national TV on Food Network, you know, talking about how my wife's a ten and I'm a four and a half at best. Uh, I wouldn't be anywhere without my wife. My wife is my. You're giving backbone. yourself too much credit. You're a solid four. A solid four with makeup. You don't think I can pull four and a half? Oh shit! I don't know. I'm funny. Yeah. I can cook. I can cook. Does that help? Yeah, cooking is good. Yeah, five, five, five. Five. I'll take a five. Listen, that's average. You know, that's that's hitting the middle of the road. I'll take that. I'm with that. Um, how, and how long have you been together? We started dating in 1998, and uh, I remember telling my brother, uh, we met at a restaurant, and I told him that this was the girl that I was going to marry, and uh, because she was way out of my league, for some reason she gave me a chance, so uh, there you have it, and here we are later, we have three kids, and life is great. Does she ever come on the show? She won't do it, man. I've tried to do, I've tried to have her do TV with me, I've tried to have her on here to do the open with me, she won't do it, she is like a, you know... She's a corporate girl. I like her even more for that. I cause some people don't need that, you know, and there's something, and that's what people like, you, you know, you, someone, you know, it's good to marry someone who doesn't need side that. Because if you were with someone who was maybe competing for attention or was really into that, you'd be like, oh, that's my thing. So I right. get your point. Oh, I'd like to include you, but I appreciate her point. No, you do your thing. You know? <laughs> totally, man. So enough about me. This is more about you, dude. And my shit's boring. But so your story. I always is... just end up when I'm talking to people. I'm so I'm not. I, whenever I'm even in a conversation, I'm always like because I'm just more curious about other people. Like talking about myself, it's like oh him again. This guy. <laughs> that's why you're so easy to talk to because you do bring that stuff up, and I love that about <laughs> you. I, that. 
we were at CT Style together, I could have talked to you for three and a half hours, but you had stuff to do. I know. We wanted to drink. We were going to go out and get drink and have so much oh, fun. Oh, my God. It would have been awesome. And then he's like, hey, who's the creepy blue-haired guy? Why won't he leave me alone? Uh, <laughs> no. Then you see the van I drive doesn't have any windows. It gets uncomfortable for everybody. Anyway. Um, that was the thing I like most about you. I said, put me in the back <laughs> of your creepy van. <laughs> I was actually working on jokes the other day, and it was funny because I, I wrote a little bit about how when I was um, in Catholic college, I was like a pedophile in reverse. I was a priestophile. Because I would, like, go to confession and say dirty things, and nothing ever happened. But believe me, I wanted it to happen. I was, like, disgusting. <laughs> That's I was, like, Father, I cheated on my boyfriend. Can I suck your dick? No, I never <laughs> – I never – I literally had the priest over to my house, and I'd be playing – listen to this. This is such a true story. I would have priests over to my home. I'd play them Carpenter's music, and I'd ply them with $3.99 bottles of Arbor Mist, hoping for, like, a hand job. Nothing ever happened. Oh. Oh my God! Well, if you, if you I know it's a, it would be it would be funny if I was if you telling a joke. No, no, this is my life. Like this is what I was doing. The problem here was if you had sprung for the seven dollar box of Franzi, it probably would have happened for you. <laughs> I know oh, I was so classy. But I, I'm drinking Prosecco tonight. Shout out to Prosecco, which is like I love. I, Lamarck is my favorite brand. If people were wondering what I'm drinking, not sponsored, but it is my favorite bottle. They serve it at the Ruby Tuesdays. I'm very classy. Wow, look at you, huh? You moved up from uh, Arbor Mist to the Ruby Tuesdays Prosecco. He's <laughs> <laughs> working out well for you. But it's funny because you yeah. tell that story. And that story, you know, you, it's a true story you're telling. But then you go to, I mean, you, you, you've taken this show, what you've done, and you've transformed it even to going as far as, as you hosted alongside Kelly Ripa. That's insane. I did. I was very lucky. So in 2012, um, in between Regis and Michael, they had a co-host contest. And not to say, oh, I kind of thought I would win if I applied. I did kind of think I I would win because following, and I knew I could get votes, and so blah, blah, blah. So, I mean, Mm -hmm. I was there for a week, and it was so fun. And if you actually go on YouTube, you can watch every day. And there was different challenges every day. And I think because I had done public access for so long, and also doing what you're doing, a show on, like, Blog Talk Radio or a podcast, I was doing, like, blog TV shows for, like, an hour, two hours. So, I mean, I could just talk about anything for hours and hours and hours. So every day we'd have a different challenge. And, like, I mean, the other people, like, they were lovely and maybe, you know, charismatic off camera. And then the moment they went on, I was like, oh, dear. Like, they are like they were nervous or they were not ready. And, I mean, I, so, I mean, every day, like, I went in, I felt like I was winning the Olympics. I'm like, oh, I nailed it, I nailed it, I nailed it. And then on the final day, there was, like, a physical challenge, like, shooting baskets and running through an obstacle course. And I was like, <laughs> oh, shit. oh, here they are trying to fuck me up. You know, this is, like, you know, I'm broadcasting the best. <laughs> And I've got a large following of people voting for me, and they're going to have me shoot a goddamn basketball. I see what you're doing, Kelly Ripa. I still won. Um, oh, my God. And then it was funny because the day that I won, it was the day of the Denver Batman movie shooting. So I was okay. sitting there um, watching. We had taped the episode on a Thursday. I was home getting my hair done on a Friday. And I'm sitting there ready to watch, and I'm telling everybody, oh, here we are. Tune in. Preempted for this tragedy and I'm sitting there and I'm oh, playing no. and I'm feeling terrible and of course I'm feeling like an asshole so I'm like here's a national tragedy I'm like why can't I be on TV like planned you know such an asshole um, oh, no. and then when I was on the show that Monday it was actually great in terms of like experience because it was funny banter funny banter but then we had to talk about you know the tragedy um, another funny tidbit though but behind the scenes about Kelly was I remember Gelman the producer telling me that Kelly tended to get very racy and blue was his word he said, so make sure, because I'm very racy. He said, if she goes blue, you don't go blue. Kind of like, you know, one of you be the straight man. 
And it, yeah, so I yeah. kind of, I, it was interesting to kind of play off of her doing that. Because I remember we were doing like a food segment and I could see her face wanting to go derail. So, I mean, it was actually funny for me to kind of play straight for a couple uh, minutes here and there with her. And, I mean, she was awesome. Wow. Like, people always asked about her. and She couldn't have been nicer and delightful. And I remember being in someone, some PR assistant's office, like someone who was very, you know, not like an executive, someone like just a, a lower staff member. And they had a picture of them and Kelly. And I said, what is that? And they said, oh, that's Kelly's Christmas party. She has it every year. And, then, I, and they, so the entire staff, like, again, the atmosphere on the set is so lovely because she is so lovely. So it was really awesome to see that. You know, that, you, get, you don't get to be that successful with being, like, an asshole. Like, she is delightful, and she is beloved by every single person on that set. Man, that's, and that's, I think it's key to a successful show like that. You can't go in there being a douchebag. It just doesn't work that way. However, no. I think you might have just, you made me like Kelly Ripa a lot more if she gets like really blue about stuff. And Oh, she stuff. does. I love because, it. Did you ever see, did you ever see Broad City? I have not. So everybody listening at home, Broad City is on the Comedy Central. You can watch it on demand on the Hulu. And okay. there's an episode in season two where Kelly Ripa plays herself. And these girls, who it's two, it's a comedic duo, and they're both big potheads, kind of lesbians, kind of like whatever. Hillary Clinton is appearing on an episode this season. It's produced by Amy Poehler. And in this one episode, Kelly um, Ripa loses her coat, and she goes, oh, shit, I really love that coat. And so the girl who's the coach that girl says, I'm going to find that coat for you, Miss Ripa. You're America's sweetheart. So they go, this girl shows up at her apartment with the coat. And Kelly Ripa, like, comes and says, do you want a drink? And so Kelly Ripa basically gets shit-faced, rolls a joint, invites prostitutes Holy over. Shit. And she's, like, rolling a joint. She's like, everybody thinks, because I'm on the morning show, that I'm America's good girl. And, and basically, <laughs> and I'm looking at this episode, and I'm thinking, you know what? I think this is way closer to the Kelly Ripa. Like, this was not a great <laughs> acting stretch for I don't think this is a great acting stretch for her. I think she's a little bit wild. I think she and Anderson Cooper and Andy Cohen go out and have, like, rollicking nights. <laughs> oh, my God. That is too funny, man. I think I'm actually had to. City, though. You watch Broad City, It's disgusting. It's so funny. I love it. That's uh, that's. <laughs> I think season I might three just premiered. Season three, so you can watch all season one and season two on the Hulu, and season three is one episode in, and it's half an hour. You'll get through it. Like, I got through it in like a day and a half. I couldn't stop watching. It's funny. Wow. I think you just made me a Kelly Ripa fan. That's insane, and that's not I something know, I thought I was I'm sorry. No, I'm it's the okay. worst person in the world. I'll hang no. up now. You hate me. <laughs> not at all. I think you're awesome. So... Uh, it's funny, though, because you, you talk about things like Hulu and stuff like that. Has any of these networks, because we're seeing so much TV change now. There's a giant change happening on the TV landscape where we're seeing you know, things like traditional cable TV. It's going to be gone very soon. And you're seeing things like these digital networks everywhere, like on Hulu. I mean, not like, like on your Apple TV, on your Roku player and stuff like that. Have any of these guys approached you about coming on board or something like that? No, I mean, but it's basically it's in my court to do something like that. Like I'm with a YouTube management company. And if I had a big idea for, like, a show that I wanted to pitch, I imagine it would have a much better chance of ending up on Hulu stories lately with that. Miranda Sings, who's a, a huge YouTuber, gazillions yeah. of subscribers. She sells out, like, 5,000 square feet arenas all over the world. Oh, my God. She has an original show. She, I know. She has an original show coming to Netflix. It's an eight-part original series. Tyler Roakley, who is one of the most popular YouTubers, Teen Choice Award winner, um, huge mainstream, mainstream media star now. He has a documentary that just came out on, on Hulu that, that's called Nervous. So there's, there's many great examples. I mean, the, the world is basically 
at the feet of the digital stars right now. Not necessarily me, but some of the kids who have these, right. you know, I mean, my following is fine, but there's like, there's got these cutie pie with like 40 million subscribers. It was so funny because he was on Hoda and Kathy Lee the other day, and I remember them looking at him. They have no idea. Like, he makes so much more money a year than they do. Like, and they think they're doing him a favor by having him on. You know, Isn't like, that hysterical? That's just hysterical. I mean, you're so right. People think they just don't quite, especially, I think the age bracket is what changes it. When you get to that age bracket of someone like, you know, the Hoda and, 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 and Kathy, it, it just, they don't understand. They don't quite they get it. They almost get it. They're almost getting it. They're, it's so much different. Like, when I remember doing interviews in, like, 2010 or 11, and I was, like, on CNN, and they just had this look in their eye. I remember a reporter came to my house in 2009, and he worked for Inside Edition, and he seemed so annoyed that I was living this life. Like, he was just like, I went to journalism school. What the fuck did you do? Like, he seemed oh so annoyed. Like, he thought I was the biggest. CBS News came to my house, too, and this woman, Michelle Miller, she's a reporter. A, she hated dogs. It was funny. So I have five dogs running around, and she was saying, I'm like, get out of my house, bitch. And you could just, like, every tone of her question was like, how the fuck did this idiot, you know, in the middle of Connecticut end up doing this? Like, what, you know? But now, when you watch it now, you watch Xbox Hollywood, you watch, you know, and People Magazine and Entertainment Weekly cover YouTubers like the normal celebrities. They know, right. like, the, the reach is so much more than a traditional celebrity. I remember doing an interview with Entertainment Tonight once, and I was at uh, VidCon, which is, for your listeners who don't know, it's like a Comic-Con, but for video makers. And right. I said, you guys don't understand. Brad Pitt could walk in right now. Tom Hanks could walk in right now. Julia Roberts could walk in right now. These kids could care less. Like, they care about their team. You know, Stephanie Moda has a, a line of clothing at Aeropostale. She With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You know, there, there, there's so many examples. There's a girl named Michelle Fawn who has a billion-dollar company. She started out in 2008 making makeup tutorials on YouTube. And, oh, my God, you, know, you might her. be like, oh, this girl's putting blush on. She has a, a billion-dollar company now. So it's like, wow. it's like, it's hilarious. Wow. And it's funny because it's the world now. I mean, this is the... The interesting thing that I'm not sure how aware you are of this, but like, so my kids, I have young kids and um, they constantly watch YouTube. They watch, it's the strangest things ever. They watch the makeup tutorials and I have all girls or they'll watch someone like opening, opening toys. And it's oh, crazy. Oh, that thing. person is so crazy rich. That did that woman, that person. In, oh my God. Yeah. That get so many views. I know I'm in the wrong business, but we need to go, we need to start opening toys or something. How, that's how, like, did not, how did we not think of that? That's crazy. It's amazing. It's amazing. But some of the videos are like they're beautifully shot and yeah. the voice is so calm and the way they're playing. It's definitely a beautiful art. Like they're not, um, they're just not some hacky person. You know, that's the thing. It's like most people at the top level, they're not like hacky people. Like they are working very hard. It's very calculated and it's very planned and it's, it's you know, they're getting production values. And I mean, my, you're right. My nieces and nephews, my, my sister will put them in front of the YouTube and they'll just watch those videos for hours. It's crazy, yep. man. It's crazy. Like, yep. I, I, don't, I don't think I could actually do that. But then again, I guess it kind of reminds me a little bit as a kid growing up and watching Saturday morning cartoons or something and being sure. just 
entranced by the commercials for the toys, man. I don't know. I thought that was the coolest yeah. thing ever. Like it was the whole business there. So y- yourself, I mean, clearly you, in my opinion, I'm saying it, you're not, you're a YouTube expert. Like you're the man when it comes to YouTube, definitely of everybody I know, you're the man when it comes to YouTube. So how do you see YouTube going like with food? Like, cause I think there's so many food videos happening now, like, especially with things like food network, food networks become the, the, the bastion for all C and D level celebrities doing competition shows. That's pretty much all Food Network is anymore. No one's actually really cooking a whole lot on it anymore. But so much YouTube stuff is happening. Um, you know, Jamie Oliver's Food Tube is huge. Yeah, that's something that yeah. you know, hint hint. There's something fun happening in the works. But <laughs> with well. other food videos happening, like how do you see? Like is that something? Yeah, I mean, there's a couple great videos? examples. I mean, Epic Mealtime, which is you know bigger um, than anything. I mean, they're just so. I mean, I love. Uh, Harley and, and even his cohort Josh has his own show right now. And I mean, their videos—they don't—they don't need TV. They don't, but they need—they—they mm-hmm. they, they have TV. They've got books. They've got products. They have so much. Um, there's also a great—they're they're not as—they're not that big, but I love their videos. They're called Sorted Food. They're based in the UK. Oh, love and, those guys. Yeah, love them. And I'm good friends with a girl named Laura Vitali who actually had a show on the Food Network, and she actually just came out with a book called Laura in the Kitchen, and we were at New York for her book launch, and I hosted that for her. So, I mean, there's lots of – there's lots, and then there's that – what's her name? Ro, Rosie oh, – I can't think of her name. Nerdy Nummies is her name. I don't know. She's got a bazillion followers, and she gets millions of hits every video. She's a best-selling author now. So, again, people uh, – but those types of people, again, there's something about them that it's not – the food is secondary. It's their personality that's first. People connect right. with them. They like them. Um, so that's the thing. It's like they could be up, they could be up there knitting or whatever they're doing. People are tuning in to see them. So they just have to be passionate about food. I think I'd like to see a Buck Hollywood knitting video. Did you make that happen? Uh, <laughs> I really wish that I could cook or have skills. I'm so, I mean, literally, I have outdone myself. I really, in terms Dude. of life. I have such a low skill set. I mean, I just, I don't, I mean, I barely, I mean, I like a 2.2 in high school. I was dumb as a box of rocks, so. <laughs> See, listen, you, no, not at all. And those are the guys, because uh, that was me too. Uh, it, it's not, it, we, we were thinking on a different level than high school. That's all it was, dude. We were thinking on a whole other level. I of just it and, didn't care. I didn't even yeah. care. I was, I wanted to be in the school play. Like, yeah, I'm, my senior year, because my, 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 my uh, guidance counselor said, you're not going to go get into college. So I did have like a three five senior year, and I did I did get A's and B's, and I was because I was nervous. Such a I was not interested in school. Like I really just I wanted to be in the school play, and I just wanted to sing and dance and be you know silly. Um, and then in college, same thing. I'd always do a good fall semester, and then second semester be the musical, and I would be I'm the dead in the little shop of horrors. Who cares if I have a C minus in every course? <laughs> <laughs> I was the voice of the plant in Little Shop of Horrors. I was a theater kid See? too. I was, uh, I was what a creepy thing. Oh, we dude, I was all night. We do a little trivia. Feed me. That was me. That was me. I was that guy. Um, but the funny part about that was is that uh, you're absolutely right. I was the same way. It's, it, it, it's. I, I went to school. Uh, I was, a, I was a theater kid, and I was a show choir kid because there were hot girls in show choir, and they had co-ed dressing rooms on competition trips, which was just fantastic. So as much fun as I got made of doing it, that's why I did it. But I think what it, what it shows is just. The creativity and people like you and myself, like, you know, we just, it, it's about hustling. It's about doing it for yourself. And you can, you can trace it back to things like high school. Absolutely. And that's what I always tell people. People always want to know how to become successful on YouTube or how to, there is no fast track. There is no easy answer. I mean, when I, when I started, 
I was working 40 hours a week at an office, and I was working 50 hours a week on YouTube just for fun. I mean, I did it for two years, and I loved it, and I never thought I would make any money doing it. I just loved writing and making videos and being engaged with viewers and stuff. So I definitely, that's when I said, yeah, talk about, like, turning your passion into cash. And also people post a video, and it doesn't get any views, and they're just disappointed. I mean, I had 100 videos up before anybody knew who I was. Like, I was in no rush to become a YouTube star because there was no such thing. And now things happen. Like, people will go viral or have a video. Like, like I saw a woman the other day, and it gets millions of views. And it's like, well, now what? You know, it's like, you know, you just got to keep making videos. You got to keep, you know, and it's it's work it's just it's it's constant work it's not like you just sit around and like oh i have a viral video now i'm you know the, the people who are the most successful they're posting five to seven times a week they're constantly making videos and engaging with their viewers and coming up with new formats and coming up with new ways to you know just you know appeal you know man and that's i think you're so right you just got to keep pushing it and keep pushing it and keep pushing it and hopefully something comes stories. up you can't post a video and it gets 300 views and you're like well only 300 people are watching that's okay you're better having a smaller engaged fan base than a not engaged fan base larger. So, I mean, there's nothing wrong with just, you know, go slow. Enjoy the process. It's like anything in life. You're not going to get point A to point B. If you're not, if you're, you need to enjoy point B, C, D, E, F. So when you get to point B, it's way more gratifying. It's, it's, a, it's a shit ton of work and a shit ton of luck and all that shit. It's like anything. <laughs> Man, and, and you're right. I mean, if it was, if it was easy. Everybody would do it. So, You've won a bunch of awards for all the stuff you've done, uh, just different, you know, internet awards, uh, uh, um, YouTube type awards, like the like the yeah. streamies and things like that. Have you found that those things help you, or is it just kind no, of something not you at all? You did? The streamies don't awards don't help at all, and honestly, even being on TV never helps. Like when I was on Live with Kelly, nothing, nothing came of that. Like it's really? not, I was on national, nothing, nothing. Nothing. And even, you know, when I do TV appearances now, I don't ever think. Like, I, I did talking at stuff for Fox News for years. I did talking at stuff for E. Nothing ever came of it. Like, no one ever saw me and thought, let's give this guy his own show. Again, it's just, it's always back from starting over and square one. And, you know, when I won that contest, I did think, I'm like, oh, I'm going to kind of transition into TV. I did like a round of TV meetings in California, New York. And I mean, I've met all the networks. The problem is I went in kind of blindly to all these networks and I, and I went into all these general meetings and I thought, oh, well, they know who I am and we'll just figure it out. I said to my, you know, my agent at the time, I said, I never want to go on one of these meetings again unless I'm pitching a specific show because otherwise I go on these general meetings, they go very well. Everyone loves me because I'm great in a room and it's fun. And then it's like, well, now what? What do we do with them? So right. it's kind of like I really – it seems like it was a waste of time to go on all these meetings because I just went in there smiling and personable and thinking, oh, they want me. Oh, they know who I am. This is ah, great. Ah. Oh, they love my videos. They love my videos. They think I'm funny. They're going to put me on, you know, MTV or VH1 or CBS or what the, whoever the fuck knows. I mean, the today I went into three meetings with the Today Show, and it was so boring. And then they were like, well, maybe we can get you to separatetoday.com. And I'm like, well, that sounds boring, but okay, fine. Um, and then, you know, you go to the Today Show, and that's why you're used to being on the Internet. You do things for yourself, and you just create, and you go. I remember meeting with the Today Show once. First person loved me, brought in, like, a packet of shit. Then they said, you need to meet this person. Went in, met with them. Then I met with a third person. And then finally, I'm like, oh, my God, I can't believe I'm schlepping to New York, and I've met with three people, and they're like, this is boring. Bye. You know? <laughs> yeah, I'm not saying just... I don't want to be on network TV. I'm just saying there's lots of hoops to jump through whereas most of us are used to just kind of making our own hoops and jumping through them ourselves. 
Well, in this day and age, like your subscriber base alone, a channel like uh, like, like Food Network, I mean, they would kill to have that. I mean, well, there's in, some... in my defense, though, and in my in to, to take me, I mean, that's not it. That's that's a number that I mean, I don't get that for a video, so that's not. Of I mean, course, subscriber count on YouTube isn't a real fair thing. Cause like I said, PewDiePie, he has like 40 million subscribers. He's not getting 40 million views per video, so it's like that subscriber number, although it sounds fun in a soundbite, it's not necessarily that great of an indication. Well, Same I, with Facebook views. Let me tell you about, this is a fun fact for your listeners watching. A lot of times you'll see a video on Facebook and it'll have a bazillion views. Facebook views are like, are terrible. They're not, also they're stolen content. All these idiot comedians steal videos from people and then they post them on their Facebook page and they get like 10 million views. And it says 10 million views, but if you look, it probably has like a thousand likes because Facebook doesn't add counts correctly. Like a YouTube okay. view count is a YouTube view count, but a Facebook view count is a it's a scam. It's like whenever you scroll, if you scroll through your feed and a Facebook video starts playing, that counts as a view. So you'll see a video like, how does this have so many fucking views? So yeah, but no one's actually watching. Fun for your viewers at all, listeners at all. That, that you know what that's the so thing. Most YouTubers it's... don't want to post on Facebook because they're kind of <laughs> bullshit about Facebook, but. Well, it's funny because you gave me. I've got like four questions for you now from what you just said. So, wow. uh, my agent, I don't, I don't Facebook. I just Twitter and you and Instagram. I've never Facebook because I don't care what my mom's friends are doing. Personally, right. that's pretty much how I get Facebook. So my you agent, have a fan page. You don't have to be friends with them. You just let people like your fan page. Well, so my 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 agent made a fan made a made a Facebook page of some capacity for me, and she she yeah. does stuff because I just won't do it. I don't I don't. I don't know. Like, it just seems silly. Is Facebook kind of dying? Is Facebook a waste no, of time? No, I mean, Facebook is a great way. I mean, there's a lot of people out there who are building a fan base on Facebook, and I just think at this point, it's important to have a Facebook. It's important to have a Snapchat. It's important to have an Instagram. And it's also important to remember that these are all very different platforms. So the way you tweet is different from the way you Facebook, which is different from the way you YouTube, which is different from the way you Snapchat. And again, you're like me. You're at a certain age when you're just like, oh, fuck it, hey, just give me a TV show and let me get the fuck <laughs> off this thing. Because <laughs> um, it's so many things. But I'm telling you, you just got to find a way to enjoy it and engage that way. Because it it's, it's a nice way to engage with people. And, you know, on TV, it's like, oh, the audience is so far away. But on Snapchat or on Instagram or Facebook, you know, like today, I guess I got an email from a blind person who watched my video. And it's like, oh, so, I mean, there's, there's definitely listen, lovely listen to ways video. to connect. You listen to yeah. your video. Yeah, he, he didn't watch so, it. That was a blind joke. No, he loved it. <laughs> <laughs> I had a blind friend. I have a friend who, in college, he was Seymour. I was a dentist in Little Shop. I showed up at the reunion in 2009. And I was moderately successful. Then he had gone blind, and I hugged him and I said, "You're not blind. You're just trying to upstage me, you bitch." Nah. <laughs> and I said, I'm so good looking, and I, my husband, and I have a great looking husband, and I can't believe you can't see him, you asshole. <laughs> Oh my god, dude! So we're getting a lot of we're getting a lot of uh, heat from the fine folks over at Spot On Magazine. Great people over there, uh, checking this conversation out and really digging it. But one of the uh, points someone just brought up to me was uh, uh, high impression numbers make people interested, whether it's a view or not on Facebook. Do you what do you think about that? That is very true. Sure, that is true. And Facebook is just rolling out rev sharing and stuff. So that is a very good point, and that is a good point. But I'm just telling you a little behind the scenes. So that is per, that is good for brands, and I mean, I post on Facebook, and I'm happy for the views and whatever. But I'm just saying it's not an accurate indication. Yeah, and, and that's interesting, man. I, I, but it is important. But, it is important, sure. So you're telling me, dude, I need to do Facebook. Is that what you're telling me? 
I'm telling you, you should have a Facebook fan page, and you should upload little videos over there and keep up with fans. And you know, it's just, it's just, it's a good. It, it it There's nothing wrong with it. I you're saying if you have a personal page, you don't want to be keeping up with your grandmother and your aunt and your aunt Betty and the, oh, this one's depressed yeah. and this one's dog died and all that shit. But that, you don't need to you don't need to look in your news feed. You just need to post your content for flat fans and viewers and stuff like that. That's that. You don't need yeah. to be friends with anybody. No, no, no. Absolutely. I think that's kind of what I'm thinking about. I mean, it, I just don't think it's, a, I don't know, exactly. That, that's it. You know, like I don't need to be hearing about what my you know, ex-girlfriend from the ninth grade did. I mean, I, I just don't care. Like, it's just not important to me. I mean, you know, I, your I try to move forward. Your let you be friends with your ninth grade girlfriend. She's very confident with your love. Oh, there are some stories I'll tell you another time, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my um, God. So, honestly, what you've done is incredibly, I mean, it's inspirational to someone like me. You you have, I mean, you are the epitome of a hustler when it comes to doing this business, and it is a business, uh, what you've done. I mean, really, seriously, like, it's crazy. Um, I, I have tons of fun projects that I wanted to talk to you about that I think you might think is very cool to, to come and hang out with and be a part of. Uh, however... Uh, when it comes to these things, um, like Facebook, like Instagram, like YouTube specifically, what do you find is the best way to 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 market a video like that that you'd put up? Like you, you post a new video, or when your videos first started getting big, was it about the the keywords, those tag words that you're putting in there? Well, like the, yes, and that again, that's all changed. And you have to understand when I first hit the scene. YouTube was laid out completely differently, and so basically, I remember when I became successful. You could you, they had they had on the page most top rated, top commented, top favorited, and those things mattered. So like my behavior on YouTube was very different, and now it's like you know you've got Ellen, you've got Fallon, you've got all these companies. So it's like you've got music videos premiering. So it's like a completely different thing. And now the tags, I don't want to say they don't matter. They do tell us. But I'm just saying the tags used to matter a lot more. But now YouTube has an algorithm that's very complicated. So even sometimes I'll search Michael Buckley, what the bus, and my video won't come out. I'm like, what? Like someone made a video about me. I'm like, this is all effed up. So the YouTube algorithm is really kind of effed up at this point. It's, you know, but they do tell us, you know, at like YouTube training camp and stuff, you spend right. all your time on this video. Make sure you spend time on your thumbnail and your metadata. And metadata is tagged and also in your. Uh, description below that you make sure you get as much information in as you can, and so it's you know it's 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 so that that does help in the search and stuff. The best it's interesting though how like I I I found a new YouTuber the other day. He only has 800 subscribers, but he's getting like 100,000 views per video. Holy his cow. videos are getting picked. His videos are getting picked up by like um, you know a lot of websites. So I mean it's funny how a lot of the traffic is coming from off site now. So it's like a, a vlog or a BuzzFeed or a whatever will pick up the video, and it's like, whoa, this video is taking off. So in a way, the YouTube subscription base, where it used to be, oh, we'd all go to the homepage to see our subscriptions, that really isn't the same. So it's, that's why it's, 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 it's a whole different world now. And it's, it's constantly, you just have to constantly be paying attention to the site. Um, yeah. That's crazy. And, and it's tough to keep up with that sort of stuff, and especially the, the metadata. Like, that's a whole, like, you gotta, yeah, that, that'd be a whole other episode in itself to say, hey, explain to us how metadata works. Like, I, I'm just now figuring it out or learning it or trying to figure it out. And uh, it, it's right. crazy. Just to, I mean, like, do, for instance, so if you post a video on YouTube and, you know, one of the, the, the best tags going around today is the word chicken, even though your video has nothing to do with it, would you put that in there? 
I'm, if my video had nothing to do with chicken, I wouldn't because someone could flag it and be like, because they don't even see the tags anymore. That's what, when we were, when I was first starting, you'd go to the video and you'd click on more information and it would say the tags and people would be like, what? Because, like, people would just tag the video like, oh, Charlie Sheen or Kesha or whatever, and mm-hmm. the video had nothing to do with that. Now, it publicly is not shown what you're tagging, so it, it's kind of hard to say um, if that would happen. That's interesting, man. I wonder how that would work out. Well, dude, you've been so much fun to talk to. Uh, I know that you 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 have planned this evening, so I don't want to keep you all night long here. Even though I could talk to you for the two hours, I feel like I'm getting educated. I'm getting an education here in in social media. I'm happy to call back, and we can make more dick jokes or you know make fun of celebrities <laughs> or anything. We didn't even do a lot of that yet. That's a thing. Like I'm still just getting educated by you. But listen, before I let you go, I want to give you a quick little speed round here. If you got uh, two and a half more minutes to so check it out, so. Uh, usually I ask people about what their favorite dish is, the food that changed their life, but obviously we're not going to go there with you yet. Uh, what I want to ask you, though, is uh, you, you've done your show for so long now on YouTube, What the Buck. You can check it out there. Find them. Just type in What the Buck. It's, it's, it's hysterical if you haven't seen it yet. You definitely you need to check it out. You can follow me YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, everything. My username is Buck Hollywood, B-U-C-K Hollywood. Find me everywhere which is, there. Which is fantastic. Just it, he did a few porn videos back in the day under the same name. So just if you're not into that, don't look at that. I love it. I think it's great. It's Yo, my screensaver. It. It's my screensaver. Um, <laughs> the one with you with the sequin speedo, I thought that was great. You got a great chest. looks fantastic. So Thank you. <laughs> um, so uh, have you ever had any of these celebrities you're talking about come back to you and be like, dude, lay off or, hey, that was funny? Definitely. I mean, like, Selena Gomez saw me at the Teen Choice Awards, like, years ago, and she came running up to me, and, and I interviewed her, and then when she walked away, she looked at her mother and said, I wish they were all like Buck. And oh. then it was funny, because she was doing something for YouTube, and she had a her five favorite YouTube videos, and she picked one of my videos, which was cute. Um, I used to have a lot of reality stars come at me, like, when I was covering, like, Top Model or American Idol back in 07, like, they would come after me, and I'd be like, and I would write back, you're you're lucky I'm talking about you. Go, you know, have a nice day. Oh, um, I've had Demi Lovato, like, tweet me some crazy stuff. Like, she'll, like, inbox me on Twitter and write, like, weird little things to me. Um, nice. she, I mean, she, I mean, this might have been before she was bipolar and medicated. So, but she's always, and even yesterday, she's, like, tweeting and dragging Taylor Swift. So, I mean, her social media behavior is fascinating. Um, I, oh, Darren Criss. So, I used to recap Glee all the time. And I remember I was at a, a party and I ran into Darren. I saw Darren Chris across the room and he made eyes at me and he just tilted his head and I tilted my head. And we looked at each other and we kind of like, oh, and he gave me the biggest hug and he said, I love your videos. I've been watching you for years. And, you know, I just so impressed with because I mean, he used to, he'd watch my videos like long before he was on Glee. And so when I would talk about him and make fun of him, he said he enjoyed it. So that was really great. <laughs> Dude, that's got to make you feel fantastic. Yeah. I mean, it would make me feel fantastic, especially if someone did that. I mean, that, that's awesome. I mean, yeah. Uh, well, it's because it becomes so big, it's almost like its own little cultural thing. What you're doing there, which is, which is, I mean, you're right. I mean, one of my, a couple of my servers uh, who work for me when they they saw the segment that uh, you and I did on CT Style, like, oh, you're hanging out with Bug Hollywood. I'm like, 
Yeah, yeah. no, he's awesome, the kids right? know, know who I am. Like, if they're teenagers or early 20s, they kind of know who I am. <laughs> they knew exactly who you were. And, and I was like, yeah. you guys know? No? They're like, yeah. I'm like, well, cool. That, that's, that's my dude. You, yeah, that's right. We're best friends now. That's what we do. And see, I'm just trying to impress them. So you're them a five with. and a half, six now. You know me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I look better. I look better because I was with you. That's what it was. They told me I need, I need to get some glasses with no lenses, though. That's what they said I need to get. Exactly. You know? Exactly. That's the better. secret sauce right there. There it is. There. So tell me, uh, favorite cocktail. What's your favorite cocktail? Cocktail. I love. Well, I drink basically vodka soda all the time. I, I like absolute oh, pair right. with a splash of club soda. I mean, I'm, I'm a very bland. I drink just prosecco or I drink vodka sodas. <laughs> well, I've been trying to do the vodka thing myself because I'm working out again, doing yoga again, trying to get back yeah. into a, a, a better thing. But I just love beer too much, dude. I can't help it. I know, and that's just such empty calories. I know you'd be pissed at me right now. Um, and so listen to <laughs> so the. So the last question for you, my man. Again, I can't thank you enough for your time tonight. You've been super cool to talk to. Um, and, and literally, it's really inspirational to see what you've done on social media. And it, it's it's something that I would strive to do, to do what you're doing. It's incredible. What piece of advice would you give? We have a lot of young people who check this particular program out for some reason. Uh, I'm big with the young crowd. I guess they like my blue hair and it's gray sides. It's the blue sides. hair. And, oh, it's the gray sides, too, is what it is. Yeah. Um, what would be your, your, you know, your biggest piece of advice to someone, you know, as far as like an entrepreneurial standpoint or, you know, a, a working for yourself standpoint? Well, I mean, number one, be nice to everybody along the way because the biggest opportunities I've ever had were simply because somebody liked me. I mean, there's always someone out there who is more talented or better or whatever. But the reason you're going to get work and gigs and brand deals is because you're nice to people and they think fondly of you. And they're like, oh, I'd like to give that to Buck or someone else. So, I mean, be nice to everybody along the way is my number one advice. Number two is just you have to work hard and you have to enjoy the work. If you're, if you're lazy, this is, you know, go just get a nine-to-five job and go home and click out. Like, this is a full-time thing. It's not like you can just, you know, be an idiot and, you know, it, 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 is, it is a career and it is lots of work. So, I mean, you know, be kind, <laughs> work hard. And number three, be patient because you're not necessarily going to be an overnight sensation or an overnight star. So you just better very much enjoy making videos or enjoy the work because that's what mostly it is. Man, and I think you couldn't – I couldn't have said that better. Just be patient and just keep pushing yeah. at it, and you never know what enjoy might happen. Enjoy the journey. Enjoy the journey. It's all about the journey. That's for sure. Guys, check it out. You can follow my man, Michael Buckley, a.k.a. Buck Hollywood, on Twitter, Instagram, all social media, at Buck Hollywood. Um, if you don't already, please subscribe to the YouTube channel, uh, What the Buck. It's hysterical. Uh, the stuff, it really is. It, it cracks me up. I'm a subscriber. I check it out every day. Uh, I even go back and watch some of the older stuff because it just it makes me laugh. And, you know, it's not something that's going to take up a bunch of your time. It's pretty short videos. It's short form. It's fantastic, man. I love the little dancing, the little dancing buck in the corner. It's, I just <laughs> I think it's so funny, man. Um. Yeah, so that's about all I got, man. You're fantastic, and I hope to talk to you in the future, and I can't thank you enough for your time. And, thank uh, you, Jeff Love. Thank you to your you're... listeners. Have a good night, everyone. You're the man. There he goes. We'll talk to you soon, all buddy. All right. Bye-bye. Take care. Later, man. There he goes, guys. That's my man, Michael Buckley, a.k.a. Buck Hollywood. What a great dude to come on the show tonight and talk and break some knowledge and just let us know what's going on with him and how he got there. So check it out. I'm going to take three seconds here. Probably a little bit more than three. I'm going to play a quick tune. I'm going to pop top on a cold one, get myself back to square one, and I'll be right back. You're checking out Plum Love Foods right here on Blog Talk Radio, on TuneIn FM, and on Stitcher Radio. We'll be right back, guys. Hang tight. Yeah.
shining all week, ho. I'm sipping Clico and rocking yellow diamonds. So many rocks up in my watch, I can't tell what the time is. Got a pocket full of big faces. Throw it up, cause every nigga that I'm with, Taylor. Shoes. 
because uh, Shoes for Cruise has given us a couple of pairs to give away. And we're going to keep this up, guys. We're going to continue to give away pairs of shoes for the next couple weeks. So this week, coming up, if you want to win a brand new pair of shoes for next week's episode to be announced, here's all you got to do. You ready for this? I want you to tag me. That's all you got to do is tag me uh, in a picture of shoes, whether it's your shoes, somebody else's shoes, your mama's shoes, your great granddad's shoes, your great aunt Jamama's shoes. Maybe you got grandpa uh, Ralphie's shoes. Just tag me in a picture of them. Let me check them out. And we're going to pick a winner next week to give away another pair of shoes from my good friends over at Shoes for Cruise. And again, it's really easy, guys. You win. Simply, uh, you get sent a, a promo code and you can order whatever you want. It's that easy, guys. So post a picture of your shoes, tag me in it, and uh, you can win. You can win a brand new pair of shoes. That's all it is to it. Tag me, at Chef underscore Plum on Instagram. All right. Let's talk about another pair of shoes real quick right here for a minute. I think the winner is going to be, let me see what I got here. Looking at this Instagram, looking at this hashtag, the hashtag Plum New Shoes. How about my man Craft Paper Catering? Craft Paper Catering, you just want yourself a brand new pair of fresh kicks from my good friends over at Shoes for Cruise. That's right, Craft Paper Catering on Instagram. He posted a picture of his shoes. are kind of a disaster. Uh, your feet got to be getting wet. The heels are messed up. The soles are torn apart. This dude is in a rough shape, man. So check it out. Brand new pair of shoes for you, my friend over at Craft Paper Catering on Instagram. Uh, I'm going to send you a, a direct message. Uh, and you'll give me your email. We'll make it happen from there. And that's what we got, guys. That's going to be the show for the night. I want a big thank you to my man, Michael Buckley, a.k.a. Buck Hollywood, for coming on the show tonight, talking about social media, talking about YouTube, talking about hanging out with Kelly Ripa. I mean, listen, the next time he's on, it's going to be a slight bit more creepy because we'll talk more about giving shout-outs to Selena Gomez. You know, that's my girl. You know, I had to break up with her in high school uh, because things got a little weird. But now... If she wants to holler at me, I'm right here. I'm right here. And if you do math, uh, she was in high school when I was there. Not at all. It, it's probably a little bit creepy if you figure the math out. But we're not doing math. Not the show. We're talking food. We're talking social media. Uh, and we did that tonight with my friend uh, Michael Buckley, a.k.a. Buck Hollywood. Make sure you check him out at Buck Hollywood on all social media and, of course, on YouTube. In the meantime, you can also follow me at Chef underscore Plum on Twitter and Instagram and Chef Plum on Facebook, which my, uh, my my good family mate, my homie, Rachel, runs for me. I check it out, too. Like, it's not always just her. It's me, too. Uh, but you can find me on there. You can you can throw some stuff out there. Uh, we'll check it out, and we'll get back to you. Again, don't forget, if you want to win a pair of shoes next week, uh, on next week's show, just tag me in a picture of some shoes. And, uh, hey, you never know. You could be a winner. That's, how, that's all it is to it. You could be a winner for a brand-new pair of shoes. So, make sure you follow me on Instagram and on Twitter, at Chef underscore Plum. You can check me out at ChefPlum.com. And don't forget, guys, food is one of the most important things that we have in life. Everything important in life happens around food. Let's make sure we give it the time that it deserves. And I'll see you guys next week. But my guest is going to be the one, the only, the man, Ryan Christopher. He's going to be on this show talking all about hosting and doing crazy food segments. I'll see you guys next week. My name is Chef Plum, and we'll see you. Take care, gentlemen, ladies, and animals. I think we have animals listening, too. Do we have animals? I don't know. See you guys. I came to play. There's a price to pay. Tough for you to get down on your knees. I came to play.